Welcome back to another episode of Being Boss Babes. I'm Ron. I'm Vanessa. And today, <laughs> we had a very exciting guest. We do. She was a law professor at one point. She was a lawyer. And she did something really cool. Like, she went to Tulane at the age of 16. And then after that, she did her L. Woods thing at Harvard. <laughs> um. Yeah, she did. And she was also senior vice president and chief of staff at Tulane. Going back to your alma mater like that. And then running it? I know. Okay, Olivia Pope, I see you. Some head boss in charge things. Mm -hmm. Um, She, some subtle flexes she has is that she raised $2.3 million in federal grant funds for the Tulane's domestic violence clinic. Mm -hmm. Just like that miss thing and then on may 2nd 2018 she was elected the first female president of loyola university and her name is miss tanya tetlow crowd goes wild i know i was i was starstruck when i, I saw know. her i know i was like you're in our our studio right now that woman water busy <laughs> we're like what's your sign <laughs> i know she's a libra i love that her birthday's like five days after yours right yeah i think so yeah the 15th oh, wow that's that's cute Do I bring her a balloon she bringing me one <laughs> bring her a balloon hey friend we're like hey, hey. Friend, what's up? hey sis. <laughs> yeah but she's really cool and i'm really grateful that we got her on the podcast because that woman is booked, and the fact she made some time for us mm-hmm. to do this thing, I was like... Booked and busy. She's like a president, and then she's like the first female president. She's the 17th president of the university, by the way. Like, she is just... She's the first non-Jesuit. Mm-hmm. You know how big that is for I a know. Jesuit institution? They're like, whew, this is different. They're I like know. evolving. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, evolution. No, seriously. She's also a mother. Mm-hmm. On top of that, mm-hmm. um, that's a whole job mm-hmm. in its own. Yeah, I was listening to my sisters like, "Wow, you guys are moms!" And I, the fact that she's a mom, a president, a sister, a wife, mm-hmm. a jack of all trades. I she's know the jack of all trades. But yeah, it was really cool to have her on, and we're so grateful if you're listening to this, Miss President. Um, we miss you. We do. <laughs> Thank you for stopping by. Honestly, it was like breathtaking. Like just hearing your advice, we were like jotting down notes, like mentally. <laughs> yeah, it was also very nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. It's like a president's in here. I know. I was like, oh my god. All roads lead to Tetlow. No seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but besides that, yeah, we hope that you guys listen to her and take some of her advice and just. See that you have time as a woman and that you can do anything, basically. Do you want to talk about Meghan Markle now? Do you want to talk about Meghan I want to talk Meghan about Markle? the Duchess of Sussex because I have some feelings. <laughs> Approach them. So, recently it came out that Prince Harry is taking legal action um, towards the British press because of all the scrutiny that Duchess Megan is getting. Yeah, they're ruthless to her. Yeah, you want to talk about that, how you were telling me? Because Ron studied abroad in London. Yeah, it was like the the 
magazines that I would see would be just horrible. I'd be like, they're saying they're selling this on the street. Like they're talking about this woman like this. They'd be like masks that you could just wear, like just very ignorant objects of like and I'm just like, this is so sick. Like, why are y'all doing this? You know, like what is the point? Like what is this solve? Like she is doing great things right now. Like she is. Like talk about what she's doing, Vanessa. Um, so Meghan Markle has been doing a lot of stuff for women, has like she always has. Even before Harry, she was very vocal about being a feminist mm-hmm. and that was something the royal family was like uh-uh. Um But recently she um introduced this new Smartworks collection and they said when you buy any item in the smart set capsule collection for SmartWorks, the same item will be given to a SmartWorks client and with it, the confidence and support she needs to enter the workforce and take an important step in building a career. So she's doing this thing to help women with their clothes because, mm-hmm. you know, we got to look presentable. We can't just throw on a suit, call it a day. Yeah, no, you got to try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to put a lot of effort. Um, she also, so they're on tour right now. She's doing a lot of feminist activities. She visited in Johannesburg today, visited the Victoria Yards, which celebrates the power of community, bringing local artisans and makers together to rebuild, support, and learn from each other on a holistic level. She went to a university today to speak to the people about protecting the young girls in South Africa. So, yeah, she just does a lot. And the fact that Prince Harry has to take legal action at this point because all they do is uh, try to ruin her, it's not okay. No, it's not. And then, like, while dealing with all this scrutiny, she's also experiencing being a first-time mom while being on tour. And, like, she had a baby with a prince. I know. Like, that is so stressful because, like look what they're doing to her like the press you know like she's dealing with all of that i think she's managing it very well like no matter when we see her like she just always looks very elegant and she's always like very respectful and she just doesn't partake in any of the ignorance and i just think she's handling it very well and i really just leave her alone no literally leave Meghan markle alone (laughs) because you know what's sad Prince Harry was like, yeah, as much as she's smiling and acting fine, it's, like, getting to her. Mm -hmm. Like, he's being honest with the public. Like, she's a human being. Right, like, she just had a baby. She just had a baby. Like, she's probably... Baby Archie's so cute, by the way. He's so adorable. (laughs) I was like, thank you for sharing that face, that cute little face. I know, he really is so cute. Because, like, they're being so mean to us right now. Like, I mean, they're being so mean to them right now. And, like, it's like, I would keep my kid away from this, like, world. I know. Like... And they're just trying to follow in the footsteps of Princess Diana. I know, and like, she was make an a change. icon. Yes. She was an icon. She was such an icon. And That's an episode right there. I know. Just Princess <laughs> Diana. Whew. Okay, let's not. Let's reel it back in because we can get off. We can go. I know, but all we want to say is leave Meghan Markle alone. Please. <laughs> she doesn't deserve it. No woman does. No. And it always happens. It's always going to be a thing until sexism is abolished and will that ever happen that's an episode yeah that is an episode but we're gonna right. reel it back in to president <laughs> tetlow on a lighter note and she's just uh she says a lot of good things that i think a lot of women and men could learn from she was very adamant on the advice that she gave us and i think it was a beautiful like it was a beautiful interview honestly like hearing her experiences at like going the college at 16 yeah that's crazy that is 
I don't know what you guys were doing at 16, but at 16, I was like watching skins. Like I was not ready. Oh. For, I was not. I was not. I was like no. Like freshman year, she even lived in the dorms. Like I know. that's crazy. So yeah, you guys definitely just kind of listen to what she has to say, and I hope you learn from it because I did. I did too. Like I. I got to hear what, like, a first female president, what her footsteps were like, and what it took her to get there, and it's, like, it's it's beautiful. That's my president. Mm-hmm. That's my press. Press, hello. We love you. All right, guys. Well, enjoy the interview, and we'll see you in two weeks. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Boss Babes. Today, we have a special guest with us. We have the one and only President Tanya Tetlow. Hi. Hello. I'm so <laughs> glad to be here with you. Thank you. Um, how are you? How are you feeling? I am doing well. It's it's a busy time of year for all of you and for <laughs> me as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll just jump right in. Sure. Um, what was it like entering college at such a young age? Uh, it was strange. So I, I have a late birthday in October. And um, I have 15. <gasps> I'm and the 10th. Oh, Are you a Libra? You yes, absolutely. <laughs> We're both Libras. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I skipped fifth grade when I switched schools, and I was a little bit ahead of this, the schoolwork going on in that particular class. My parents are both academics, and they had this idea that you should just be challenged as much as possible and push forward. But it was not easy starting high school at 12, right? High school's hard enough without <laughs> being behind a year and a half. And then um, and then college, I did live in the dorms. Um, I'm from New Orleans. I went to Tulane, so I was down the street from my house. Um, but I was pretty naive about, you know, the things that go on in college. So I found it all a little bit shocking and terrifying. And um, I, I hung in there, but it was, I, I don't think I would have my own daughter start college at 16 I'll yeah. just leave it at that that's crazy, that crazy. at yeah. 16 I couldn't I don't know what I was doing not, but not college, not, not ready for college. <laughs> yeah so how did you manage a social life while being at the top 15 percent of your class during Harvard um, during law school um, I really didn't have much of a social life would be the answer but um, I think it was a time of really having close friendships and being close to friends but it was not really kind of a party school to say the least right but mostly because of law school right that law schools are very intense places but um, I did make friends that I kept for life and that was great um, but I did an awful lot of studying too I will say as a New Orleanian it really helped how cold it was because all I wanted to do was to stay inside and study I'm from so. Boston <laughs> yeah so now I understand the <laughs> levels of success in colder climates <laughs> Um, what was your career dream and did you ever picture being in this position? I never once pictured being a university president <laughs> until literally sort of applying for this job. Um, my career dream was I wanted to be, um, a, um, go into politics and get elected to office. And, um, I wanted to be like my hero, Lindy Boggs, who was the congresswoman from New Orleans when I was your age. Um, so that's, that was the plan all along. Did you ever feel any repercussions being a woman while attending Harvard since it is a notoriously Caucasian male university? 
Well, when I was there, my class was 38% female. Law schools have been pretty 50-50 for a long time, but Harvard um, wasn't quite as evenly split, and this was also a while ago. Um, I don't think I felt repercussions. I, I did really notice a few things. One is that the, um, the men the male students often on average had more confidence than the female students did. So I paid attention to that and tried to push beyond it. Um, I noticed that of all my female friends there, we tended to be um, oldest children or only children. And there's a lot of research on how, you know, the pressures get put on the oldest. And so that, that didn't surprise me. But I also noticed, and this is totally not scientific, that we tended to not have brothers. And that made me wonder whether you know, in families where parents um, don't have the opportunity to sort of put all their ambitions on a son rather than a daughter, if that makes a difference. So I've never followed up on that, but if anyone listening <laughs> wants to do that research, I think it'd be really, really good. Have you ever watched Legally Blonde? I have watched <laughs> Legally Blonde. I was so sad because it wasn't actually filmed at Harvard Law School, so I mm -hmm. thought it would be fun, but it, um, yes. <laughs> and we never really got beyond that, that point. Right. Yeah, we were like, she Elle Woods it when she was <laughs> at law school. Um, what was the hardest part about being in law? Like, did you have to prove yourself as a woman? And were there any, like, surreal moments while practicing it? Uh, yes and yes. Um, I think starting out, what was trickiest is that, you know, the my uh, – male law student friends could go from their khaki shorts and baseball caps to putting on a suit and they just looked like a lawyer mm -hmm. to me and I think to the world. Um, for us, it was you just kind of felt like a little girl playing dress up for far longer that it, it felt like more of a leap that you felt younger and less experienced and that was hitting you a bit harder. Um, there are definitely lots of moments where people assumed I was the court reporter or the assistant and not the attorney. But there are moments when um, you could use that to your advantage. So I remember taking a deposition of a corporate president who was all but patting me on the head and telling mm -hmm. me I was adorable. But he said everything I needed him to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was fairly horrified, I think, afterwards at how much he revealed to me because he'd let his guard down. So being underestimated is something you can make use of. Mm -hmm. What was it like traveling to China as a part of the U.S. State Department delegation? That was amazing. So um, the State Department, the Secretary of State goes and makes trips to foreign countries. And something that um, Secretary Clinton started was to have these side talks on different issues. So there'd be one on athletics and exchanges between countries and very, various different issues. And one of them was on the status of women. So we went to China and they got together this small delegation and I was incredibly honored to be invited. Um, so the Chinese wanted to talk about um, breast cancer. The American delegation wanted to talk about domestic violence. So we did some of both. Um, but it was both fascinating and how much we learned about what they've achieved and accomplished. Um, and then also, we weren't exactly the major newsmaker part of the delegation, right? The Secretary John Kerry was there having the official talks. But it turned out that one of our members was quite famous in China. It was Michelle Obama's um, chief of staff. And um, she is Chinese-American herself. 
And um, people in China are very aware of how far she'd risen in the U.S. government. So everywhere we went, we had local TV cameras following <laughs> us. And she was so tickled to find that out. <laughs> well, obviously, you're like a superwoman. So <laughs> <laughs> have you ever taken a legitimate break from working? Oh, um, you know, when I was an academic, I had summers to really, I had to work, I had to write and think, but it was a break from the day-to-day of before. But I have never taken kind of a year off for any extended time. And um, I think it would be a really good idea at some point yeah. <laughs> to get do to ha- do that. Do you have a dream vacation? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I think it would be to go back to Italy, which I love. And then just get to kind of wander. Mm-hmm. I, I like a beach for a minute, but I get a little bored. So <laughs> it's it's fun being in beautiful places where there's lots of good food to try. Mm-hmm. Italy's a good one. Mm-hmm. Italy is amazing. Yes. How did you make time for a family? Did you have to cut back on anything? Well, um, I will say this wasn't on purpose, sort of the accident of all it happened, but I was a bit older, so I got... Um, married at um 38 and I had my daughter when I was 40 but I will say wherever you are in your career one goal is to have as much power as possible before (laughs) you start making demands at the workplace so what worked out was that I was a law professor I had tenure um and that gave me a lot more flexibility to set the limits I think um you can get an awful lot of work done and an awful lot of family. It's it's the flexibility to be able to go back and forth that is really important. And I think, too, I had, um, you know, when the president of Tulane hired me as his chief of staff, one thing he said to someone who told me this is, you know, ha- people who have families are – they're good at not letting themselves burn out because there's a way when you when you don't have that that you can work all the time. I love working. I, I would do it all the time. But when my daughter tells me I need to stop and drop to my knees and play Lego, I listen to her. <laughs> and that makes me um, take time and set limits and do other things and enjoy life. So I think, it you know, it's never easy, but it's not it's you can do it. It really is possible to balance. What advice would you give to seniors who are getting ready to graduate and go out into the law field? Well, I think um, I would say to really practice the LSAT. It's, you know, logic puzzles and things that you can just get better at by practicing. So don't um, don't forget that. Um I think that the main thing that you need to know in law is not any particular subject, but it really helps to know how to write. That's critical to being a lawyer, but also doing well in law school. So to take that seriously Um, and understand that whatever you've been studying, you'll bring a lot to the table. You know, if you're an engineer, you could be a patent lawyer. If you um, if you're a historian, you have a deeper understanding of the history of the law. So, um, so do the things you love in college and then, do law after that and what life advice would you have for women our age I would say uh to women and men that I think at your age it feels like every choice you make will irretrievably determine the rest of your life (laughs) no matter what and that it's somewhat terrifying that you can just feel um uh trapped by that but uh you god willing you have lives that are long and you will have time 
for many careers and you will be doing careers that don't even exist yet. And you'll have time to circle back um, and to change your mind and to, to take a different path. So it's okay, right? <laughs> if, when in doubt, maybe take the path that, that keeps the most options open. But don't fret so much about needing to know right now what you're going to do for the rest of your life because I didn't, and it's literally not possible to know. Mm-hmm. All right, I have one more question. I just <laughs> got to ask, what was your favorite thing about Boston? <laughs> I, um, uh, not the food and not the weather, but <laughs> I, I am part of my family is Irish. So mm. I love the Irish pubs and the music and, and that mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. And it's, a, and I love American history. So wandering around <laughs> in these places that meant so much is really great. Do you go back at all? Every once in a while. Yeah. I need to go more. <laughs> I worked in Harvard Square this summer. That's my last. Oh, time. good, good, yeah. good. <laughs> and I'd be there, like place. my president went there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Anything else, women? Um, no, I think we, I think we asked all the questions we need to ask, and I think it was a really good conversation to have with you. It's so great to meet you both. I'm so glad you're doing this. It's really thank wonderful. you. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you.